I'm a motherfucker! Welcome to Volume 1, Issue 13 of the Cane and Rinse podcast, Battlefield 3. Although numbered 3, 2011's Battlefield was something like the 20th version of the series, if you include its predecessor, codename Eagle, as well as all the various add-ons, stretching back 13 years. Following a bullish marketing campaign where EA didn't seem to know quite whether or not they wanted to take on Activision's behemoth Call of Duty head-to-head, the game was released in October to strong reviews and sales. Today we take a look at the game a couple of months down the line and see if it lives up to the pre-release buzz and indeed the quality of its predecessors. My name's Leon Cox and with me on Cane and Rinse this week we have Tony Atkins. Hello. Jason Taylor. Bah humbug. (laughs) And uh, Carl Moon. Hey guys. Who loves Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) So I thought we'd just, uh, this is of interest I think to talk a little bit briefly about DICE before we go on to Battlefield 3 itself, uh, for those of us who are long-standing gamers will know that uh, for their first decade as Digital Illusions, the Swedish developer was best known to uh, 16 and 32-bit gamers for its excellent pinball titles. Pinball Dreams. Uh, yeah. Dreams, Illusions, and uh, the other one, Fantasies, uh, before turning its collective hand to driving in the much-loved Rally Sports series for Xbox. Since emerging with fellow Stockholmians, the codename Eagle Developers uh, Refraction Games, it's been largely first-person shooter all the way, give or take the odd foray into first-person parkour with Mirror's Edge, or building words for other, uh, worlds, I should say, for other studios, such as Criterion's outstanding uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. And I gather they're also doing some stuff for Mass Effect 3. Does anyone know what they're doing for that? I'm pretty sure it's the co-op stuff. They're having a, a hand in that. Um, okay, or the, not, they're multiplayer. Not- I wondered if it was uh, if it was on the the graphical or world building side because that could have been a, a fantastic marriage. Not that there's anything wrong with the way you know Mass it, Effect Two. It won't looks, be but... that because they've already built a new engine which they right. used yeah. for the PS3 version of Mass Effect Two. Oh yeah, okay, all right. More the expertise in the, in multiplayer arena. That's not the first that time they've sense. done that. They've done it a number of games, haven't they? Kind of coming yes, there. Yes, just... a Medal of Honor and. Yeah. Various others, yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Anyway, so um, yeah, they've they've although they've been mainly doing these uh, sort of serious-ish first-person shooters for the last decade, they've actually got quite a few st- strings to their bow, but as it were. I, th- I think there's a whole generation of people that just think they they are the battlefield guys. That's Absolutely. what they do. Um, yeah. But yeah, to to see, I mean, Digital Illusions. We were playing what the Amiga. 32 CD with the um, Pinball Dreams. yes. Yeah, Pinball Dreams, and there's their little logo in the side of the corner looking nothing like it does now. Yeah, I think, as I recall, they started as a like a demo team, you know, back in the mm. Commodore 64 and Amiga days, you used to get these teams of crack coders who would make uh, technically impressive audio-visual demos, which you would buy on discs from mail-order companies for sort of a pound a time. Um, and you would just watch them, basically, and you would go, wow, look at the graphics and on that. I would pay good money for another Rally Sport challenge. Yeah, uh, I never played the Rally Sport games, oh, but I brilliant. know that the fans of those uh, hmm. still consider them some of the best rally games ever made, even ahead the, of... 
the best rally yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, ever it was made. up against V Rally and stuff like that, which you know had this horrible middle axis. Although Colin McRae was pretty good, but yeah, Rally yeah. Sports Challenge was brilliant. The second mm. one specifically is actually one of my very, very favourite racing games of all time, second only to Pidgeotto. Mm, yeah. Mm. Very good. So, Battlefield 3, uh, we want to say before we go on that uh, we are very much discussing the console versions. That being because we all play it on the console, not, not because we have anything against the PC version. We are aware that the PC version offers certain advantages in several key areas, such as visuals, frame rate, the number of players per game, mouse and keyboard, if that's your thing. Um, but we can't speak for it beyond those elements uh, which the game shares across all the platforms, which is fundamentally the same game, uh, but just so as you know. Um, right, who would like to uh, say sort of which versions of the Battlefield games they have played does anyone go back all the way to codename eagle and the first battlefields i'm purely battlefield only um i've actually owned and played every single one so you know i'm very foremost a battlefield player i used to go to lands and play the battlefield games with friends okay uh tony um i came across was it Battlefield 1943 on the pc was that 1942, yeah. 2003. Um, yeah, I, I, I played that a little bit on the PC, um, but my, my real foray into it, I guess, was probably the Battlefield they released on the Xbox 360. The first one, so it was Battlefield 2, which was a horrendous port by all. No, it wasn't. Modern it was, Combat. Um, yeah, Modern Combat. Okay. And it, um, also came, it also came to Xbox One? Yeah, yeah, that's mm. where I came in on with the Battlefield series, with okay. um, Modern you Combat. Were a, you were a fan? Um. I was at the time because, um, yeah, we, 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 we somehow got into that and, and put a lot of hours between the two console versions. We got the original Xbox version and then the 360 came out. We all got all our, the guys I was playing with at the time all got 360s and then put them to one side and went back to the Xbox version of Battlefield until the 360 oh. release of Battlefield came out and then we all went back on to Battlefield via that version. Yeah, so, I, I think my experience of that is less the sing, uh, less the multiplayer, more the single player. Where you the single zoom. player was one of the worst experiences I've ever seen in a single player game. <laughs> I, didn't even, was, I didn't even think it had a single. It player. It did. Well, the, the the catch of it, and what the, well, their their kind of selling point was that you could um, zoom into other people around the field. So once you died, you could zoom into another player's body and, and yeah, retake like that different role. Yeah, like San Francisco. Kind of exactly yeah, like apparently. it, um, yeah. and not very good. <laughs> That's okay. what I remember from that game. But uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit on the PC way back when. And then just followed all the the releases thereafter on, yeah. on the consoles. See, I'm showing my lack of experience with the series by not knowing that it had because I, I was under the impression that of the core Battlefield series, three was the first one with a, a single player campaign as such. You could argue two was. I mean, if you compare it to something like you know, with three, it's it's night and day. It was more of a, a multiplayer training simulator, yeah, than it which was. actually wouldn't. I was talking to uh, people I was playing. Battlefield 3 with the other night and we were saying that maybe a, a, a bots arena or something or some kind of offline yeah. training wouldn't have been a bad idea for this mm -hmm. because there's quite a lot to take in. Um, I started with Battlefield 1943 in 2009 so I'm definitely a latecomer. Uh, played a, a fair bit of that and then a fair bit of Bad Company 2. I missed Bad Company 1 um, and I thought Bad Company 2 was excellent so for me I was just pretty much hoping that this would be more Bad Company 2 in terms of, you know, the multiplayer game and just, you know, prettier, better graphics, new features, all that kind of thing. So I have to say with um, Battlefield Bad Company 2, we're going to say Battlefield a lot on this one. Um, 
BF, I, if you will. Um, sure. Obviously, we're going to talk about the, the single-player campaign within Battlefield 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ever play Battlefield Bad Company 1. God. Um, so I went straight into 2 because a lot of people mm. you know, really liked uh, the first game within you know, the Bad Company series, which was meant to be just basically Battlefield for the console uh, crowd, yeah. although it did eventually make its way over to PC anyway. Um, but I, I really wasn't that big of a fan of Battlefield Bad Company 2 story. I thought it was you know, really generic in every, uh, every way, shape, or form. It was nothing but to show off the engine. Um, but I hear like the this, this story uh, on Battlefield Bad Company 1 was actually really, really interesting, but the characters didn't really do anything for me in the second one. I don't know but... if it was the story that was meant to be interesting so much as the characters were better developed and more likable. I mean, there were, you know, there were some comedy moments in the second game, but overall, yeah, yeah the, the campaign was, was pretty bog standard, I thought. It was a bit of an amalgamation of both, really. The, the first game was very much in the Three Kings mold, and uh-huh. you go searching for gold. And this misfit unit that you've got to get together. And it just worked that the game was more open. You did more exploration. Mm. You weren't forced down narrow corridors, which a lot of people complained about with Bad Company 2 and more so Battlefield 3. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was just arguably greater than the sum of its parts. And it worked well and it had some great characters. And I think maybe you were more drawn to them in the second one after playing the first one, because I know yeah. I sure as hell missed them not being in the third one, well, Battlefield 3. Right, okay. Um, well, yeah, let's get on to it then. So, the campaign, Battlefield 3, uh, probably not the reason that most people would buy a Battlefield game, especially as we've established. I mean, they probably had to put it in because of expectations, as in, you know, they, what they may have got away with with Battlefield 2 back at the early, the, the end of the Xbox One life and the start of the 360s life you couldn't necessarily market a game but, without but, a campaign but you still like talk about that mm. i mean how, i mean jay obviously you know how do you feel about that because there has been a, a lot of talk about well should they just let the campaign off and i, I don't i don't honestly don't know if you could just release a, uh, a multiplayer well, campaign that's what, I, this that's what i wonder i mean are we not at a stage now where you could release they already have them, arguably, with games like Mag, where they're multiplayer only. And they're, they're not what you could call critical successes, commercial successes either. But, um, mm. you know, this is a Battlefield game. I don't think any... I think 90% of the people that bought this bought it for the multiplayer. And I'm not being funny, but anybody who bought this for the single-player game, this is either their entry point or, or perhaps the bad company games with their entry point into but Battlefield games. Could, could you not label the same um, <laughs> the same problem uh, that goes along with Modern Warfare games, certainly of late because the campaigns have gone so off the rails, um, and you could even a lot of people would even label that against Halo, where your majority of time is going to be spent within the multiplayer. Yet, you know, yeah, your majority, I, I, but, the, the, but I would argue that the Halo campaigns have always been enjoyable to play. I mean, I've spent more time playing the campaigns on Halo games than I have on the multiplayer. Well, so myself, yeah. But, um, and I would even go as far to say that I actually find the Modern Warfare campaigns more enjoyable than the single player of this game. Um, and the, I think that comes down to just simply because the better characters. I mean, I know they're kind of ridiculous characters in themselves on the COD games, and I don't want to get drawn into the, you know which is better, which is the better I, game. I think it's inevitable that we're gonna there's going to be well, comparisons no, but, across the two. Well, anyway. yeah, but it, it's not a case. You know, they they both they're quite different creatures. The pair of them, and I don't think it's necessarily fair 
to to compare yeah, the two I on agree. that. Regard. And also, but, have, have any of us actually played the latest Call of Duty? Well, no, but of the two that I have played, I would easily put their campaigns up against or better than Battlefield Three. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Battlefield Three campaign uh, as an isolated case, then, just mm-hmm. as a gameplay experience. Yeah. Uh, now I played it. Uh, Jay and I are playing on PS3. Tony and Carl are playing on 360. Um, I think, by and large, Jay and I are playing on easy, mm-hmm. and Tony and Carl are playing on hard. <laughs> did you play? Did you both play the campaign on hard? On yeah, played versions? and completed. Yeah. I started it on hard, and my game save corrupted sixty-six percent oh. of the way through. Oh, nice. To the point I had to start the game again, and because I wanted to get it done for the show, I ended up racing through it on easy. But yeah, I've seen most of it. Now. Uh, Right. Has anyone got anything pressing they want to say about the playing of the campaign? Yes, <laughs> Go definitely. For it, okay. I think I think it's perhaps the most counterintuitive campaign to a primarily multiplayer game that there's ever been. Not one element of that single player run through helps in any way with yeah, the driving multiplayer. Tanks. Driving it's, tanks. <laughs> That's about what it. Point, what point do you? Yeah, I mean, one level for a bit yeah. before yeah, you yeah, get yeah, asked exactly. to get out of no, your tank no, and no, run no. into gunfire. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with you on this. I mean, it's, more than anything, that fucking game needed a helicopter tutorial level <laughs> or a jet yeah. or the ability yeah. to mark people. Yeah. Because you can see people coming into multiplayer for the first time they are not marking people like they used to. They are unable to fly helicopters and I'm sure we've all been in a situation where we've jumped into the gun seat of a helicopter and the guys done the first thing he could and that's flip the helicopter on its roof. Look, I only I did mean, it once. Come on. I know, to, uh, yeah, <laughs> playing co-op obviously they added that in. But, you know, that's by the by, you still need to play with someone. It's, mm. There's a very minor tank sec- section which utilizes almost nothing that you use in the unlock system for well, the multiplayer for the tanks. It, I, it's I, just power. I, I think what we, we need to look at first is clearly this is um, DICE or EA, probably more in particular, going after the, the Call of Duty crowd. And by that, mean, by that I mean. It's a very, very scripted event affair. You, you know, it feels like oh. you are just moving through corridors and, and no, no, that's well, it. You know what the biggest problem I had with this? Uh, sorry to put in and all that, but it's, it's, they're going after the Call of Duty. They're going after particularly the Modern Warfare crowd. So what do they think the best approach to this is? To remake the fucking game. Almost <laughs> scene for scene. It's but the that's fucking what I mean. same as Modern so- Warfare. But that, that's exactly what I mean. It, it seems an odd approach that, you know, with the multiplayer, they're very quick to differentiate themselves. And, you know, this is a bigger area. This mm. is team-based. You know, there's lots of areas that we could pick out. We will do so in, in later when we cover the multiplayer. But the single player, they, they seem to just have a very narrow vision of what um, Modern Warfare was, or modern, modern Warfare is, and they've gone directly for that, forgetting everything the legacy yeah. that Battlefield has. The legacy being... Huge maps, the ability to drive vehicles, the ability to you know have squad tactics move about, yeah. and it and it kind of just throws that all to one side and focuses on a very scripted narrow path um, mm-hmm. single player story. Uh, like that's what everybody wants, and I I wonder whether this is an issue with Battlefield Three, whether this is an issue with all blinking um, war games that it seems to be at the moment. Uh, Crisis put to one side for a second. Everything just seems to be this very narrow. We need to script the hell out of this. You, you know, we need to guide your experience through the whole of this single-player campaign. I don't think it's just uh, endemic with Battlefield. I think it's endemic with too many games that are coming out recently where you know, they just want to push the single-player campaign how they want to push it. Do you not think feel what, that they were much more self-aware when they made Bad Company 2, though? I think they were much more aware of what 
Call of Duty was and replicated it almost tongue-in-cheek in a much superior way in Bad Company 2 I don't, I think, than they I did think, in this. I think Bad Company 2 is just as scripted and there's just as many corridors and hallways as this game. It I mean, might be scripted, but it's a better script and it's yeah. a better character. No, I'm talking in the way the interaction that, you know, the interaction between the characters. Yeah, but it, it's... It, you know, with with a lot of these games, you could argue that Uncharted is exactly the same. But what carries, what carried the Bad Company games and to some of these other games of, of that kind of, it is a good script and 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 the interaction of the characters and, and that sort of element to it is completely devoid in in three. Uh, it's well, just, I mean, they've obviously put a lot of time into this. They've got Hollywood actors to play these roles. They've even modelled the character models on the actors themselves. But it's like Blackburn isn't, you know, like if going back to the Modern Warfare thing, Captain Price is a far more memorable character uh, than Blackburn is in, in 3. It's just they're almost cartoon-like in characters. I, I, having, you know, gauged of the reaction to Battlefield 3 single-player across the internet and Twitter, um, it seems like a lot of people's immediate reaction is, God, it's boring. Um, and I, I think a lot of that comes down to I've, they have taken a lot of the, um, looked at a lot of the criticism towards um, Call of Duty games and seen how people say, look, it's just turned up to 11, 99% of the time. There's no time to really think, you know, get involved almost. It's just go, go, go all the time. So in my, when I was playing this, I thought, actually, I don't mind the slower pace they're setting up here. It feels a lot more like, you know, say realistic in the very, um, you know, rotation marks and that, but it, it feels like there, there's a little bit more respect to how, um, you know, soldiers would actually um, go into battle. There's a little bit more build up, a little bit more perhaps um, fault and procedure. I, I think, well, yeah. Well, but, I think this game sorry. suffers from sorry uh, the the same problem that befell Medal of Honor. Is it so goddamn pole faced? Too pole faced for its own bloody good. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's I like, don't disagree. You know, even Hollywood movies, even a film like um, Black Hawk Down, which you could argue, you know follows a lot of, you know, they've spent a lot of time studying how the operations went and, and authentic use of uh, military wording and dialogue. But what they what they show and what that film carries across is, is the, are the characters. You know, by the end of the film, you're starting, you give a shit about these people. And it's, and, and you know, with, with video games, uh, I suppose it just comes down to scripting more than anything else, but it's just, they've made the same mistake once already with that. With Medal of Honor, it's just ugh, garbage. Well, yeah, I actually, Medal I can't agree. Oh, sorry. What? what the Medal was, of Honor? Yeah, I was just going to say I can't. I, you know, I totally agree with you regarding the characters. Mm. Um, to to jump ahead a bit in the spor- story and spoil it for everyone if you haven't played this, I actually cheered the moment that fucking Makovic died. Because that bastard pushed me out of cover time and time and time again throughout that campaign. And it's like he had a vendetta against me. Uh, I could not stand him. I actually tried to shoot him. He warned me a friendly, friendly fire. fire yeah, I still, yeah, I still kept shooting him. I hated that guy. He died. I was happy. Campo died again. That bastard. Tried to get me killed. I didn't yeah. so much mind... The other guy, uh, what's his name? It begins with an M, but I'm glad he died. Marquez or something. Um, 
Montez. Can't stand them. Absolutely. Some of the but, worst programmed AI ever. It's yeah. so scripted that you can be behind cover. Blackburn, get to cover, but I'm going to fucking push you out in a gunfire. Yeah. Blackburn, over over. run ahead. <laughs> We've got you covered. Have your fuck. Yeah. Oh, it drove me mad. Yeah, and the, the, the AI squad that you spend a lot of the time with Bear, they they do kill the odd person, but it's it's very random whether they will actually take anyone out or not. Um, yes, they essentially, you know, uh, the, the the moment which sums up the whole single player experience is is the bit quite near the start where you're on a roof, and they get you to crawl into a space, and there's a very specific space in which you are supposed to crawl, and if you don't score into that crawl into that space, you will get pushed out in into sniper mm-hmm. fire, and it's so limited the whole game, and in fact. For me, it's summed up by the the surfeit of really badly done quick time events, which they haven't even gone to the efforts of making the button presses feel in any way relevant to what your character's about to do. Now, QTEs can be used well. We talked uh, way back on the first issue of Kane and Rince about the, uh, the God of War 3 plunging the eyeballs uh, with your thumbs by clicking in the thumbsticks. There's a logic to that and it and it's kind of, you know, it's unpleasant but it's satisfying and it makes sense. In this, you just, you sort of stumble into a guard and it would arbitrarily decide that this particular encounter was a QTE, a fight, a scuffle. And then the uh, the indicator would appear on the screen a big you know take completely takes you out of the experience there'll be a big x button or, or whatever on the screen or an r1 or an rb whatever your version you're playing and then you have to press it within the window of time and then the animation doesn't play out until it's scripted to do so so it's not even like it responds to your button press and that really apart from a couple of moments where you do actually get to try a bit of flanking and taking cover and some, you know, more Call of Duty-esque combat. Uh, that sums up the whole thing for me, just but, horribly scripted. But this is what I mean by, the, I mean, I've, I've labelled it down here on notes as scripted madness. Mm. Clearly, dice have a, a story to tell. Um, you know, it may not be a particularly good one, to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of uh, the Call of Duty stories. I think they're, you know, they're good, fun games turned up to 11, but, you know, they're not going to win in you know, not even going to win, I think, probably Raspberries at any uh, Oscar Academy, let's face it. So, you know, it's it doesn't really have a, a big target to aim for, yet it fails on that. Um, but the script in Madness is that they're so intent in you seeing everything they want you to see on screen, whether it be a QT or whatever, that every time you try to improvise outside of that box, i.e., um, well, you know, there's that one particular one, you're in a car park, the rockets fire down, and it's actually, you know, it's quite an intense scene. And you try to move out of cover, so you go around the side of a brick wall, and you go around there, and it goes, "You're out of bounds." I was like, "Well, why? I I can see them. They Return can see me." Return to the battlefield. Return to the battlefield. Five, four, and it Rubbish. stuff like that. It just breaks the immersion massively because Invisible there's no reason for it. As well. yeah. Earlier, I was trying to go back to an ammo crate. Nope. Go, got halfway up the stairs, and then you just stop. You can't walk any further. Completely, you know, arbitrary barrier. Obviously, to do with how much it's. Presumably, how much it's trying to store in memory at that time, or whatever, or just simply because they want you to push on. Um, either way, bollocks. It's but, utterly ridiculous. It's the complete opposite of the battlefield experience that they've sold us for the last eight years. That game that people rush out and buy and talk about all year, and they put a single player together, which might as well be from a completely different franchise. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. A yeah. bad one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I the, I think the difference between me and you guys, I mean, I, I played on hard and mm. that you slowed it more. I think. Yeah, it slowed down my pro. I mean, I, I went through a little bit on easy because I was like, oh, I need to get this done for the show. Hated it because it was just basically run through yeah. corridors, shoot people. Had the same experience with Call of Duty games. So that's nothing new to my play style. Carl, you played it on both. Was it more boring on easy than it was on hard? It or was just less frustrating. It was shit regardless. In fact, what is quite <laughs> funny is I played through till I think the ninth mission on hard. Uh, I had some testing moments, but as soon as I went on to easy, I actually found out that the AI can knife you from behind, and that happened to me four times on yeah. easy. It yeah, never happened to me on hard. No, I had that on hard. Yeah, it's like how there. the hell are you supposed to stop that? You can't. Well, ironically, what, but, there should be a QTE there. The, yeah. the reason I actually enjoyed it on hard was the same reason I enjoy it on, on Call of Duty on Veteran is that you actually have to take in your environment a lot more around you. You can't just you know stream up the middle and, and shoot people or even take the minimum of cover. You have to take every single cover allowed you. Now, the Frostbite 2 engine is just incredible. Um, the way things blow up around you and the, the devastation. And when you're playing hard, you see that stuff a lot more because nine times out of ten, you're hiding behind cover that's being destroyed. Now, I never got the sense of that playing on easy. Now, you know, should people play on hard? That's down to the individual. We've had this conversation a number of times, and I'm not going to go through it again. But maybe my, we should have all played it on normal. Well, possibly, but um, so I don't think this game's completely um, devoid of entertainment. Um, I'm comparing it to other stuff within the genre that's just really kind of narrow-minded and scripted. And I think there's some good set-piece scenes, stuff like Night Shift, where you, you you start off and I mean, let's just talk about for the the engine for a second. Even on the Xbox 360, and I assume on the PS3, this game looked incredible on occasions. Yeah. It, re- it really is pushing what I assume, pushing the hardware. Mm. Um, yeah, it, for, for instance, the night, the night effects and the rain effects and the smoke effects where you have a rocket going through it and it kind of wisps the cloud around mm. it. Um, you know, they're all really, really impressive. I can only imagine what this game looks like on a high-end PC. It's almost like a Michael Bay film, though, isn't it? It's like mm. all visual gloss. The audio is fantastic. The visuals are fantastic, but it's devoid of any other fucking reason to keep going with it. It's just, you know, that's it. That's it. And it, it, it's shallow, to say the least. I would say there are like there are a couple of moments throughout the campaign, maybe, maybe even four or five, where I was enjoying myself in term, mm. not just in terms of looking mm. at the graphics, but in terms of shooting over walls at enemies. But... Can I can I ask what they are, by the way? Just so well, I'll see if they're uh, all the same for, for the ones I've the, got. Yeah, I can't remember all of them. Well, I, I just I mean, I've, remember I've a sensation, so. but I, I remember the uh, after you after you get past. Um, is it after you get out the tank that bit mm-hmm. where you you you're fighting across a field in daylight? That That's called um, a rock and a hard place. Okay, yeah. that bit's all right. Um, although but, I was annoyed because there's there's a an achievement or a trophy for taking down the jet in one shot on that level, which I did, but I didn't get didn't get the trophy. Are you well, so- <laughs> only if yeah, if you if you died before, then then it, it's weird yeah. how it checkpoints it. But um, so that level in particular, I mean, that felt a lot a lot more like Battlefield of Old, where you're running across this big open play of, of field, mm. and um, the Russians are invading. They're all streaming from the sky. It looks very impressive. But that scene in particular you talk about is where you you move a long way up the field. And suddenly this jet comes overhead. And if you're playing this on this fantastic surround sound system, I had this jet come over, over my head and I was like, wow, look at that. And they're like, did it see us? Did it see us? And it turns back and it starts firing upon you. That scene is absolutely brilliant. I loved it to bits. I died there a couple of times playing on hard because mm-hmm. I got caught in, in the shrapnel fire. But, but it wasn't fun to play. It had a cool sounding and looking jet. 
No, but I found it fun to play, moving from cover to cover. There's mm. also another scene um, called Night Shift where you start off in the dark, you have to take down some lights, and you go in and uh, capture one of their colonels that you know gets shot. Oh, that one you, irritated me. I got to. Well, yeah. I you you know for me, I dragged him into those holding points, and I was popping yeah. up, and you know stuff was blowing up around me, and there was a tension to that, just mm. as much as tension as any Call mm. of Duty in there. What I think the problem is, because it takes itself seriously. Um, you try to take the game seriously, and like I, I, you know, the clear reason maybe why Modern Warfare just goes to eleven and makes these comic book characters is because the moment you go down that route of trying to make it serious, there's so much more that it has to live up to in every single respect. And I just don't think we've got there as well. I, we have got there as game developers, but you just yeah. Well, I think the problem is it like when you look at how serious films address this, you need to empathise with the soldiers. You might not necessarily yep. like them, but you need to empathise with their situation. I didn't empathise one bit with Blackburn. I couldn't give a fuck. From the second, the and I'll tell you sense. the precise point where he, I lost all interest in this character is when after talking to a Russian agent for, what, two minutes, he shoots his commanding officer. No question. And it's a ridiculous scene. I just thought at that point, I'd lot that was that was me done for that game. I just thought this is pointless, and it didn't make any goddamn sense why he would do that at all. I actually but, hated every single Blackburn level in that game. The only level I remotely liked was Comrades, and I thought that level was brilliant where you play as Dima the Russian, and that's because yeah. that level could have been taken straight out of Mirror's Edge too. There was a <laughs> massive influence there. It was brilliant to explore. It had the perfect. Mix well, of that, progress to challenge. It was yeah. fantastic. I thought the checkpointing on that level was dodgy, though. I have to say, but it's probably one of the highlights. Yeah, I, I think I, for me, I think there was there was four levels: two on foot as a soldier, and two on the, the two vehicle levels. They're the, they're the two, there was the obviously the comrades one, and I didn't mind the rock and a hard place level. And then there was the going hunting and the, the plane I can't remember what the, the jet was. level is. Uh, it's basically a laser disc game. But, it's barely yeah. interactive. It looks fantastic. It's barely a game. You're barely doing. But I'm anything. glad it was. I'm what I what I like about that is the way they did it. I would rather have played from that direction as the co-pilot rather than trying to fly that bloody thing. Well, because it's that's, true. That's but where it's just I a com- roller coaster. Right? I completely yeah. disagree because, like, you know, I think what they've done here is they they've ate Call of Duty. You can decide whether you like it against that or not. But I think the bigger criminal crime within this, all all of this, is that it's not a Battlefield game. They created a separate game in its entirety, and that jet level is the prime example. They're actually, the, the, that's one of the, my least favourite level. It looks stunning. But guess what? Battlefield can do plane combat. It does it. It does it in the multiplayer. It's been doing yeah. it for years. Why the hell am I in a co-part situ- uh, situation? Have you tried to find the bloody things? <laughs> yeah, but is that, so this is... I mean, this is probably a great way to move on to on the co-op, because I found myself, and, and even within the multiplayer, you get in the jets and you get in the helicopters that aren't actually available within the single player and you crash them instantaneously. Now, I'm okay mm. with the learning curve, but the problem with that is if you're in the heat of the battle and you're the one going straight up in the uh, the jet and then crashing it down 20 seconds later or flipping the helicopter around, all this stuff should have been in the single player where you could have just you know stuck on easy, messed around for half an hour. Instead, what I had to do was um, you know put poor old uh, Carl through a co-op situation mm-hmm. where you have to fly a helicopter and it picks randomly who's going to fly the helicopter. So Cole's, you know, the savant yeah. of helicopter flying that gets us through the level. Me, on the other hand, I went up, went down and killed us. And that happened five or six times until I got slightly mm-hmm. better towards it. But then, yeah, we got mm. past that level. But the Battlefield 
free campaign should be there to help you along for the for the multiplayer experience, and it goes nowhere. It doesn't anything. Well, out of its no, way like, to do like that. you discussed right at the start. See, here's the thing. I think personally, they should have dumped the single player campaign altogether. Had a couple of levels, like almost training levels. Just put them in as training. How to fly Scenarios. a jet. Yeah. Just how to fly a jet, how to fly a helicopter, mm-hmm. how to drive a tank, how to shoot your weapons, like a firing range level. That's all you needed in that. I didn't need a single player. I'd rather they had spent their resources making an even better multiplayer, one that wasn't perhaps so goddamn broken in certain factors. But it's this necessity to... I mean, the need to put in a single player is questionable, I think, at this point. With this well, particular game, indeed. I mean, there must I, be a reason that games are adding single players in. I think maybe even really more think alarming the... than Battlefield was when Unreal Tournament 3 added a single player. And that, that's a game that's never yeah, come remotely near I'm, it, and they're doing it with this, so there must be a reason. I know plenty of people who buy COD just for the single player. And there, there's a lot of people that take that, that game very seriously in multiplayer that have never even touched COD a single player. It was originally a single player game. It was, originally yeah, it was a single very player good. franchise. Yeah. Battlefield wasn't. I reckon the campaign on this actually dragged review scores down. Yes. And uh, yeah. if you think of it as a, you know, a boxed £40 product or £30 on PC, whatever you paid for it, wait a couple of weeks, pay 20 quid. The amount of hours that you ought to get out of the multiplayer more than justifies the price in itself. Mm. I don't think there's any need to dilute the experience with a mediocre, well, mediocre is being kind in, in certain yeah. ways to, to the single player. Um, like uh, David Turner of uh, Joypod, he reviewed this for Spong.com and he, he gave it a lower percentage than he would have done without the single player in there because he had to, like, you know, we don't, we don't do scores on Kane and Rinse, but he said that he had to feel he felt that he had to reflect the whole package in the review score and the campaign was so weak that he took probably what you know he would have given the, the multiplayer based on his experience at that point well, you know mid 90s and he ended up giving the overall thing 87% now i can't say that's true for every reviewer but it wouldn't surprise me but i, I think the metacritic lies around the you know the late 80% on this mm. game anyway um, so what they will be looking at is how many people actually pick this up for the single player. We may actually say, well, nobody did, but I actually do know people that go out there and buy it just for single player. Although that may seem crazy to us, I think the the maybe the whatever the two to five percent droppage in um, you know bear in mind they were never aiming for for people not to enjoy themselves with the single player. They probably thought they made made a masterpiece, but uh, you know I think that droppage in in a Metacritic score actually doesn't really dilute any sales that he was going to make because the people buying it for multiplayer will never even see the single player. It won't even be in their mind and they'll base their decisions around that reading yeah, but the who, anyway. Here's the thing. I mean, the people who buy the single player are going to possibly trade it in quite soon after playing it. A lot of them, a high percentage of those who only bought the single player are not likely to keep playing it for very long. So they're going to trade that in, which is detrimental to their business model as they're always trying to tell us, especially this being EA. So why... And, 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 you know, the thing that keeps the, the, that particular game alive are the multiplayer expansion packs. No single-player player is going to buy them because they're redundant. We're the multiplayer players who are going to purchase every goddamn one that comes out. I'm like, just happy if you buy an online pass. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to try and make the money off the online pass, and anybody who trades it in, that doesn't matter. That's lost money to them, but those that buy it secondhand may well buy the map packs, therefore that's money made again. 
So they're not entirely against it, but they put a single player in there, I assume, just mm. to sell a few more copies. I mean, I don't think the multiplayer is necessarily all that bad. The gameplay sections of it sucked. I actually quite liked the cutscenes in the office. Uh, you mean the mainly, single player? Yeah, sorry, in the single oh. player. Uh, but m- mainly between... I mean, I didn't really like Blackburn in the missions in the cutscenes. I didn't so much mind him. I quite liked the guy from 24. I can, I can never remember his name. Um, yeah. Um, his name he was in Transformers as well wasn't he David David something he's actually in what a career he's actually made a lot of money doing a lot of good TV shows he's in the new X-Men film First Class his name's Glenn Morshower yes that's it the good cop bad cop I quite liked the conversations between him but the almost Alec Baldwin looking guy with the ridiculously white teeth I just did not like that guy at all. He so he was a bit over the top. But those bits, I actually quite liked it. They were obviously going for almost, quote-unquote, high-class political thriller sort of thing, almost Manchurian candidate-esque. Ah, that, uh, and that I missed the mark the... a little, but it was still enjoyable. I found that more impressive uh, than the actual gameplay bits. I absolutely I couldn't stand <laughs> the the cutscenes personally i was just desperate for the i watched them all out of duty to the podcast mm. but i was just i hated them i just, uh, they were I, weak. I just had ridiculous i mean this whole thing of like rogue agent whatever slash yeah. Slime. Slime. yeah yeah uh you know just suddenly gonna basically start world war three for no apparent bloody reason other than <laughs> story progress it's plot. just what it the really hell and you know? who, who's this Kaf- uh, kasarov guy kafarov Whatever his name is. Well, he's just so they could have somebody with a similar name to the guy out of Call of Duty. But yeah. it's, it's <laughs> you chasing this Al Bashir for 75, 80% of the game, and then you get him, and then one level later, you're chasing this other guy that is. Has he but even isn't been that, that But this is what point? I'm saying. This is exactly, exactly the same. I mean, what they've kind, kind of done is, is morphed. Uh, Battlefield 3 single player into uh, uh, a copy of both the first two Modern Warfare's because you in Modern Warfare mm-hmm. COD 4 mm-hmm. you, you go after the um, the Middle Eastern bad guy who's hiding in uh, a shack in Russia in that barn <laughs> and it's the same kind of thing you know you're going after him and then there's even the one then in 2 where you go into the forest uh, and attack whatever that guy's name the, the sort of kingpin mafia guy who is controlling everything he has a, a a little chateau in the middle of the forest somewhere you go and attack that it's like what the hell it's just but a repeat as, performance as a template why wouldn't you because call of duty been doing it and they've been very successful with it well because it's been yeah. done unless we you know unless we forget <clears throat> infinity ward arguably did a very good job back in 2007 with some of the scenes in in modern warfare one call of duty four uh, there were some scenes there which at the time were quite mm. striking, quite outstanding. Death from yeah. above and the, when the nuke goes off, these were things that we hadn't necessarily all seen before. All gillied up as well. All yeah. gillied up, yeah. And although, you know, I, I didn't, I never felt a massive connection with those characters either. And, you know, I realise this is partly my problem, not just not being into the military side of things generally in, in the world. Um, I don't find it easy to empathise with soldiers who haven't been conscripted, basically. Um, mm. But... Those moments were striking four years ago, yeah, but exactly it hasn't then, even got any big moments like that. Even, they've even got a first-person perspective execution scene. I mean, it was just so bloody blatant yeah. across the board from start to finish. But then but where what do they games were trying go to go from here then? But I mean, because this is the problem. I think Call of Duty within the Warfield has done it 
pretty much every single Hackney plot uh, you know, execution well, exactly. they can do probably do. Plot. Do an but interesting then, story with well-written characters or don't do it at all. And don't that just, I don't completely just agree with. Don't copy something that was done years ago and better. Mm. But I, I think they've tried to take it at least a little bit more seriously. And you know, without doubt, they failed. But I at least appreciate the slightly slower pace because you know, I don't know about anybody else. I'm kind of getting a bit fed up with this turned up to 11 every single moment of the day in these uh, war games. So, you know, there was times where I appreciated it, just slowing it down a little bit. And that's probably where some of my empathy coming from it. But, I, you know, I, I think, you know, we've talked about the single player for a, a hell of a long time. Yes, mm. longer than it takes to complete it, in fact. And yeah, <laughs> well, I should say... You, you're took me about only, 10 hours. So. Yeah, you're not the only person who uh, I know who, who didn't feel as negatively towards well, Tom it. Tom Farm did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as... Uh, as as Jay and Carl and I did, obviously, to varying degrees. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not the worst gameplay experience I've have, ever had. It's just that it's criminal that something that looks that good and sounds that good and... Should be is, that is, good. Is, yeah, and it's just... Fun, it, 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 with that much explosion and death going on, it's the fact that it's boring is criminal. Co-op, then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so once again, uh, you two played this together, Tony and Carl, on the 360 on hard. Yes. Yep. You psychos. We got it. Well, we got to get our achievements, so you know that's oh, where we course. come from. Okay. Well, Jay and I pussied out and played it together on easy on the PS3. Um, some of the levels I, I would be happy to go back and do on mm. hard, but I would imagine some of them are quite hard. Would frustrate it. It would frustrate <laughs> someone. Particularly yeah. the second one, I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, what's that? The helicopter. The helicopter. It no, we did that, that pretty bad. quick, didn't we? Yeah. Apart from, yeah, actually, I mean, like you said, it, it's such a. I mean, the, the, here's the thing again, and like you said, I wanted to avoid the COD comparisons, but it's hard. Spec Ops <laughs> did it better, you know. Um, I think Spec Ops I, yeah, did no, it a little yeah. different. I think this is well, one they area did it different. They, 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 different. Yeah, well, they saw where the weakness could come in if you can't pilot the bloody helicopter properly, exactly. and with that level, it's it's it becomes it be a difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's the piloting of the helicopter it only took that's us the two biggest. Goes, to be fair, Jay. Oh, it took us more than that. <laughs> well, it Jay, took us no, two attempts. We 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 yeah. crashed and burned several times on the first one. I put it down, we? went back, mm. learnt how to fly a helicopter, came back, and then we did it first time. But, oh, there you go. <laughs> but I, but you know the way you know the spec up. Um, particularly in modern two, the spec ops thing where one was in the helicopter covering fire with the other person mm-hmm. who was on the ground. They could have done that with this level because you're protecting ground troops. You could have been had one player on the ground with the other soldiers. Uh, you know, or maybe even leading the squad for a start. Bit an escort mission. Yeah. My, my I mean I, I really enjoyed uh Spec Ops on Modern Warfare 2. I haven't played it since on, on any other version. Uh, that's had it uh, and I love I do love co-op gaming I, I certainly enjoyed playing the co-op with you Jay m- much more than I enjoyed playing a single player however my main problem was there are six levels and they're very uneven you know so a couple of them are really good fun a couple of them are quite dull and a couple of them are quite frustrating um, but my main problem is the fact that there are uh, there are no checkpoints um, and you can't revive your buddy now. And I found that an issue even on easy. Perhaps you know, perhaps I'm being impatient, and I just wanted to get through them. But that we the most problem we had was on the penultimate level, the the sniping level, which is yeah. actually quite is quite good fun at mm. points. But it has a couple of really you know potentially frustrating moments near the end that can send you all the way back to the start, and you have to do the really easy bit that you've done before over and over again, which wasn't massively fun 
Also, I don't know if you guys found this, but if you stealth your way through the opening section of the sniper level, it makes the rest of the level harder for you by sending more and more enemies your way, which is... It shouldn't do. On the sniper level. It's it's scripted. It's absolutely Ah. scripted. We, we, We tried it both ways. We did it where we alerted guards on the way. Um, before we're taking them out. And then once you've done the bit from the room, uh, the you go back downstairs and you carry on along the bridge and you're supporting from the other side of the Seine and that's that's all fine. Um, but if you stealthed your way and you don't get spotted up to the room, you get, you get a t- attacked in the room first. And then when you get out on the street, there's a whole bunch, about five. That is only yeah, if you've shot someone and they've contacted on the radio, they contact people to go no, into no, the room no, that's first what I'm before saying. We alerting didn't. the thing. And we, 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 we took them out. Every single person yeah. didn't if you even get the chance. Way, yeah, we stealthed. If you we... stealth your way there, you get extra enemies. If you don't stealth your way there, you, you, you get away with it. There is it's... something going on because the achievement requires you to stealth the whole way, which includes not fighting anybody on the bridge. I know that this thing, what you're saying there ha- did happen to me and Tony numerous mm. times and we didn't know what it was and we've actually read up on it and it is someone is seeing you or reporting you. It's very awkward and not very clear, but yeah, that we is didn't what's manage happening. That one. We tried yeah. a no- number right. of times but never managed to actually still hold the way through. Interestingly, you said you can't revive your teammate. Is that just something no, you that's can't. easy? No, that, yeah. That's my mistake. You can revive your teammate. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. I just, I just Well, if you both die, then it's game over. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair enough. No, that's, that's my mistake, yeah. Forget that. <laughs> but I, mean, hmm. I, I like, I mean, I, I, you know, the, the cliche of co-op, all co-op game makes a, you know, even a bad game more fun. And, you know, it it's, it's works here as well. I, I don't think the missions themselves are anything, you know, particularly mind-blowing. Although there was that, I think it's the third mission, isn't it, where you run through and there's an achievement for basically stealthing your way through the, the start level. And there's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, two guards and you're two people and you need to take, you know, the shot both at the same yeah. time. And, and the case of taking the shot and taking, you know, through someone's head and hit the camera the other side. Which was a hell of a lot of fun, and we played it over a night. And you know, me and Carl, we joked, we laughed. It was a, a good, you know, fun ride. But six levels isn't enough. And also, I don't like the structure of it, where you have to yeah. unlock one level mm. to move on to the next. I think that if was you just very turn noticeable up, with the helicopter level, that if yeah, you can't play the helicopter level, you can't do the third. And it's level goal. number two. They would probably argue at Dice that they were doing what we're saying, which is giving you a way of learning the helicopter. But it just made it, yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, weird, there then. was sorry, go on. I'm just saying, it's a weird scenario then to do that with a little co-op section, which, to be fair, most people aren't probably going to play around with anyway. But the reality is, I mean, how much? Um, again, it, although it's more playable than say the single player was, over you know, again and again, because there are unlockables, which you know, I'm all for that. It, the stuff that carries through into the multiplayer, which is important. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. um, it's again trivial to a point because they can put as much of that. I mean, saying that six levels, I think that's plenty because I, I literally want to go through them, unlock everything and then never play them ever again. Yeah. But you might feel differently if they were, if they were more of more if, of them, well, they, if they were, were more good. fun. No, because because it, had but this is the, the thing is, I, I, you know, battlefield, even though I'm, I'm a relative, I say relative newcomer. I mean, you know, five, six years ago, that was my mm. first foray into it. And, and then only with bad company too. But, um, it's the multiplayer. That's all I but, want to concentrate with. So, so I mean, we're, we're, let's get on to multiplayer in, in 20 yeah. seconds after I just finish this one sentence, okay. which I, I think actually is fairly important to the whole conversation we've had for the last pretty much 50 minutes, which is, you know, I jumped straight into multiplayer. It was something I wanted to do, and I was playing along with Cole for, you know, five or six hours. And I was actually pretty lukewarm on the whole experience. You know, it was enjoyable enough. 
And it wasn't actually until I messed around with the single player, until I messed around with the co-op, that I started to feel a bit more affinity towards some of the guns, um, just some of the tactics. Um, and it has actually helped me carry that over in, into multiplayer. And I think it, it's, you know, it's made me a bit, even more, a bit more excited to get back into the multiplayer and mess around with some of this stuff. Because I don't think the multiplayer does a particularly great job of welcoming new players. I honestly don't. Um, but we'll have that conversation right now when we go into multiplayer. Hmm. So. The multiplayer then. Uh, the first thing to do would be, for transparency's sake, to talk about how much or how little we've played. Uh, I certainly haven't caned or rinsed it yet. I'm only on eight hours odd, about eight and a half hours, um, which is obviously well, well short of being able to talk about it with absolute qualification. So uh, I will bow out for most of this. But um, Tony? Yeah, much. So. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't even looked at the battle log. Um, so I'm I'm going to assume it's probably, you know, the other side of 10, getting mm. for maybe 12. Um, but, you know, certainly not in the case of what these two have done. So. Yeah, I mean, Carl and Joe. Carl? Uh, 70 hours. Jay? Uh, 73. Okay. Boom! <laughs> now, no, I guess none of you have got the Golden Eagle or whatever it is. No, uh, not yet. I'm not far Just, off. Okay. Uh, right, well, Carl, you should go first then. Um, you were a fan of Bad Company 2 and previous Battlefield multiplayers. Um, how's this one measuring up? The first time I played Battlefield 3, I didn't actually like it. I didn't get on with many of the maps, ironically, and I don't know why I said this. I didn't think it was that good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually said the same thing to Jay on a podcast, yeah. and he said I was mad, and he was right. Um, <laughs> and it's not the first time I know uh, Matthew Owens and all Matt Smashed from Epic Fail Podcast said the exact same thing when he jumped in with us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, he was playing the PC version originally. And he just said, it doesn't look very nice. And after about six hours, he turned around and he said, I don't know what I was talking about. This game is gorgeous. And I said exactly weird, the same it? thing. It's kind of a lot of what makes it good looking. It's quite subtle. It's, <clears> um, <throat> I, I know exactly what you mean about that. <clears throat> it would be remiss of us not to say that having, uh, like I haven't played both versions, but I have seen sort of comparisons side by side. Apparently, the PS3 version does run slightly better and have slightly better textures. Um, and obviously, you don't have to install the texture pack. But um, there may be some problems that make the 360 version still the one to play later. Um, generally, yeah, I sometimes find myself looking at the game and thinking, Jesus Christ, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. It's, it is inc- absolutely incredible. And I do agree with Tony as well. It doesn't welcome new players that well. No. I'm obviously not that new of a player. And after so many hours with it, I could say it maybe ranks as the third best online Battlefield experience with Battlefield 2 second. And sort of, it's sort of a Battlefield game would be the Desert Combat modification for uh, Battlefield 1942, which had its team actually snapped up and made Battlefield 2. Um, and th- this feels quite close to both of them in that it feels very balanced, but if you are skilled, you will stand out way and above and you sort of earn the right to play in such a way and it it you know it encourages certain playing styles there's the run and gun there's the sit and snipe there's the vehicles there's obviously some people are vehicle warfare others are air warfare and it works out very well in a way that battlefield 2 did but bad company 1 and 2 probably didn't do so well and they clearly tweaked the 
troop warfare they went on about it saying and the gun play actually feels very solid now i would in fact, i mean i'm only going to incite people but i don't care because it's what i like to do uh, i now feel that it actually does it better than call of duty and that was clearly their target aim in mm. doing so the weapons very solid they're accurate each weapon feels different obviously you upgrade your rank up it all just comes as a whole mm-hmm. and works incredibly well. And the sound, it's, it was obviously good in Bad Company too. It won countless awards. This blows it away. This blows everything away. And obviously I raved about Gears of War 3's surround sound. This blows that away. It's just the most... Nothing is as tense as sitting in the bushes. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Gotta be careful here. Out. Um, yeah. Watching the pretty ladies. Uh, and you're looking at people and you're spotting them you're not helping yourself (laughs) and a bullet whips by past your head cracks off the ground and it does this incredible thing where you didn't see that person but from that sound of it whipping past your ear where it hits on the ground and the sound it makes you know exactly where they're shooting from how it does it Mm. I don't know it's witchcraft in sound Mm. it's just sublime it really is you've got to play it to believe it. As an overall then, Jay, someone who's also put that amount of hours in much the same or do you have a slightly different take? Well, it's slightly different because I I came in on the beta of this. I think we all... We should say, you were super excited for this game, weren't you, Jay? You were really, really looking forward to it. Hmm. And it seemed that it was very divided. Initially, when the beta hit, there was a lot of hate. A lot of it saying they've turned it into COD. I wasn't one of them. I was I was really into it from the moment I started playing it, and I thought, okay, this and it because and, and maybe as you say, it 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 punish. It's quite a punishing game. It doesn't forgive that easily. If you go in and and start running and gunning or running straight down the middle of a map, you're gonna you just get taken out. You've no idea where the shot came from. You don't know. You know the maps are all new at the time, and and it was unforgiving. But I like that. I genuinely want that in my games. I don't want an easy time of it when I'm playing this game. And even now, I still don't get an easy time of it when you're playing the game. I like to be challenged with this. I want to, I wanted a meaty experience, and I got exactly that. I got exactly what I wanted, um, which obviously seemed to fall foul from a lot of people's perspective with what they were expecting, but I was not one of them. Well, the beta was, was ridiculous away. anyway. It, they What's shouldn't have released that when they did. It was what? completely an old build. It does. It, I think that did more harm than good. But it had nothing to do player. with the build. It had everything to do with they wanted to, to you know, service stress and all the rest of it. And I would say, arguably, it proved to be quite a, a good move because the game has run. There are issues and there are still no issues, weak, yeah. but the no game has one. run pretty solidly from day one, i.e. I've been able to play it. You know, I haven't anyone who any... remembers the launch of Bad Company Two knows how bad a Battlefield launch can be on the servers. So I well, not, not just—I mean, it wasn't so just better. the launch with Bad Company Two, was it? When they did Vietnam, the the thing became frankly unplayable for about six weeks until they yeah. addressed the issues when they integrated that expansion. I mean, it just blew it straight out of the water. It's, you go into a game and you get a complete reset of your rank. And it's it was the same like, excuse every time, isn't it? You know, we we you know due to player demands. Like, how many times do you have to be player demand when you know even 1943 suffered the same situation? Too many players trying to access the servers. Yeah, but 
Battlefield 3 has not had, I've not had any issues in getting into games. I've had issues with playing with the people that I want to play with. Mm. And those issues have been where the problems lie. But in terms of actually just getting into games, not a problem at all. I've never had a, a fallout. They, they, they've closed their servers occasionally for a few hours while they do upgrades or restarts or whatever. But, you know, it's been a damn sight more stable than most FPSs have been online. However, uh, yeah, my experience obviously over only eight hours is that when I'm playing effectively solo, albeit joining in mm -hmm. squads with randoms and not using a headset, um, it works absolutely perfectly. Very little lag, problems, issues, mm -hmm. hang, anything, you know, nothing that negatively affects the gameplay experience, which is pretty astonishing you know the the actual the moment to moment being in the battlefield I, I actually find it when i first boot up i tend to find i get sort of i guess what you'd call pre-traumatic stress disorder Overwhelmed. <laughs> uh, that sound when you first when the first time you spawn if you spawn into an ongoing game you just feel like shit you know uh, like i obviously i absolutely cannot comment on what it's like to be a real soldier in a real battle situation but i've not played a video game that has done as good a job as making me feel like that it's doing a, a reasonable attempt at portraying that in a, obviously a completely safe and incomparable environment. I'm trying to qualify that very, um, thoroughly. thoroughly <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, the, because of the, the audio, which we've already talked about being so astonishing, if you do have surround sound or headphones on, um, it's, it is overwhelming and, and the number of tactical options can be overwhelming. The number, you know, in terms of you might have, depending on the state of the game you're playing in and what mode you're playing in, you might have seven or eight different places you can spawn. You might have a spawn point. You might be able to spawn on any one of three squad members. You might be able to spawn on three or four locations. Um, all of that is, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, the ultimate decision you have to make, but all these things combine to make it quite intimidating especially when you're a low-ranked player and you haven't unlocked a hell of a lot of stuff for your for your armory and that to me is another thing that i find slightly overwhelming is the sheer number of unlocks now again this comes back to the fact that i know little about the machinery of warfare and i, and I care not to but i having said that i very much enjoy playing video games where you shoot other people the sheer number of the volume of weapons and modifications that you can use on them it's like when i when i used to try and play gran turismo it's like i know nothing about this i'm unlocking this gun with a different name i don't what does it mean it doesn't mean anything to me and you have to use that gun for quite some time to get a feel for it whether it's better for you or worse for you than any other gun and then you need to unlock things for it to know so the you just don't know at the start sort of what you know what path you're going well, down there's four classes to play each of who has multiple perks and weapons and blimey there's a lot well, to read it. the descriptions <laughs> the descriptions don't tell you how they're going to feel when you're holding them the descriptions no, they don't tell you, you the idea. feel but they do give you the stats where you know because i mean maybe it's just because, uh, you know, I, put, I do like FPSs. You're, so it's familiar, kind of, you're more familiar yeah, with Yeah, and stuff. I guess maybe it's that, that you look at rate of fire. The round itself, is it a 5.56 or is it a 7.62 round? I, that's what I look at when I look at the stats. It's like, okay, it might fire slower, but it's going to do greater damage when it hits. So I would rather use this, that kind of thing. And um, I actually, this is something that I really think is a, is a plus for this game. There's so much stuff, but the kit is cleverly divided between the classes as well. 
You know, there's been a lot of thought going into in like who gets what. And I like the way that whilst, you know, certain, certain items can feel useless unless they're paired with something else of one of the other classes. And it's that emphasis on team play and, and playing as a team, a proper coordination between a team, which I feel is where Battlefield has always stood apart from the others. Yeah. And it's one of its greatest strengths when people know what they're doing with it. Which is why that the problems that I think you want to talk about are potentially so crippling for the overall experience. Yeah, because what I'd, what I prefer to do is get the negatives out of the way because I do kind of feel yeah, yeah. it needs to end on a positive because after all, we are still all playing this game constantly, pr- pretty regularly. So mm, yeah, the problem, and that it's only, I guess, I can't really speak for the, the 360 version, but I assume uh, as uh, you guys would be able to attest to whether I'm right on this, but the problem we've got on the PlayStation is the, the comms are broken. Um, not all the time. It's hit and miss. Sometimes you can go mm. into a game and everybody can hear everybody fine. When you can go into a game, and maybe somebody who joins that game, then their, their comms are all broken. So you can't hear what they're saying. You can't hear every word they're saying. This is what I've got an issue with. I've also got an issue, which I think is carrying across both versions. The keeping versions, the squad yeah. together is an issue. Like it will split. They've done an update to it recently where it, it now attempts to keep you on the same side but not in the same squad, despite you going in as a squad. Now, it only takes about five to ten seconds to write that. You, you know, by basically leaving your squad you're in and then finding an empty squad slot and then all joining back up again. But you mm-hmm. go in as a squad. Haven't they figured out how to keep us as a squad? I Bad Company how 2 well didn't have this. In. Yeah, and the problem, I mean, okay, with the comms thing, you have got party chat on the Xbox, which I assume yeah, that must make a huge difference. It's a get only assuming you're on the same side. See, the the problem is all the when people have always said that about the comms thing for the Xbox making it superior, it's fine as long as you're all on the same team. Because if you're not on the same team, then it proves to be detrimental to the game. Yeah, I would certainly. Yeah, I would like that availability on the PS3 though you know, for these situations. It's an interesting point because there's me saying I've had no comm issues whatsoever, but I don't yeah. think I've ever accessed the game in, with internal comms. It's always been within party chat. So lies the, 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 yes. I have the no crux. idea, to yeah. be honest. Absolutely. Do you Carl? always use party chat, Carl? I do. And yeah. it's, uh, even if I'm playing with one friend or if I'm playing with eight mm-hmm. of us, which we've done numerous times with the Nerdjackers lot and Jonas Maximus, etc. And there'll be eight of us, so we'll get into two squads of four on one side, which, as Jay said, you have to balance it out. But that, that's to do with server balance and scripts. I mean, mm. if, if you're joining a game that has 22 of 24 people taken up and there's only two spots for eight chances out, it's going to split apart. No, no two I understand and, that. But here's the you know, thing. This is what I've been finding with the game recently is that it, the, the balancing, their balancing excuse is irrelevant because we ended up in a game the other night. We were outnumbered on one side. There were six eagles on the other side that weren't together as a group. We, they had three more players than us for three games in a row, and yet they still split us up when we came into mm. the game. And it's like, okay, where's your balance in there? Yeah. You know, whatever it is, they, they've, and I might be sounding like overly negative about this, and I don't mean to be, 
I know that these games are going to be a nightmare to, to yeah. monitor, and, and and now's probably the worst time of year for them We're to be doing anything from release now, though. Yeah, but how? Long, well, that's assuming they can. These are five minute fixes, and I don't believe they ever are. I mean, this stuff needs to be tested and and put through the ringer before it even gets released. Otherwise, well, it just I leads agree. to more that's what I'm problems. Saying. I, I'm agreeing. I, mm. you know, how long is it acceptable to wait? Obviously, you know, this year. Um, Skyrim's been a big thing again on the PS3 version in particular mm-hmm. the Xbox 360 in this case has a workaround um, which is completely acceptable and, and to all intents and purposes totally eradicates the uh, comms issue mm-hmm. um, but two months down the line is it how you know how long is it acceptable to wait for a game that you've bought at you know you you think you're buying you know, patches are part of the world to make the modern world of gaming to fix things and tweak things, but yeah. not to, you know, when when the issues are fundamentally damaging someone's gameplay experience to the point that they might think of putting it down, then it's in their interest to get this stuff sorted. See, I'm, I'm with Leon on this. I, I think, yeah, there's you can always just say, oh, well, you know, it takes time to work it out. I think EA gets far too much slack on this because it's not like this is Battlefield 1. Hi, this is the first Battlefield game we're making. Sorry, we're having issues. Mm. Is it Battlefield 3? Like, they've been running servers long enough on their end to work out scripting issues of how to get people in a team over to there. You know, Battlefield Bad Company had some of the same issues as this. Like, you know, it's easy enough to, to keep saying, well, it'll give them time. That shouldn't be an issue. You should just launch Battlefield 3. It should work day one pretty much out of the box because they've been here. They've done it so many times that, you know, they are running their own servers. It's not an Xbox Live issue. It's, you know, an EA issue. Playing these games with your friends, your online buddies, is what they live and die on. It's what they're yeah. all about. And if the game is preventing you from doing that via technical issues, then it's not doing its job it's not doing what most players want it to be doing you know this is not a game that like as i say i've been playing the last couple of days mainly as a sort of lone wolf and having a great time because the game the game is great and it bypasses those comms issues but it's not the way to play it at its best no. the, the best moments are when you're in a squad with your mates like you know jay and i and a bunch of other people were playing Killzone 3 earlier this year, which never split your squad up, had issues of its own. I'm not saying it was perfect, no. um, but you could have eight-man squads and you would get put on the same t- same side no, in the I, game. It's funny you bring Killzone 3 into this because actually it's a good it's a good comparison on, on some levels, but they, they themselves were releasing patches for that game four or five months after they released it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's part of the course. I don't have an issue with it. I mean, unless the game... The only one I've got issue with, and maybe this is why I'm kind of ending this year on a bit of a downer, because two games I've bought and the you know have got issues with them. This to a lesser degree. Obviously, Skyrim is very well publicised that the version is nigh on fucking broken, mm-hmm. and and you know I've got a major fucking problem with that right now. And it's just you know maybe it's just sort of tainted my gaming experiences at the latter part of this year is is due to these. For whatever Don't reasons. tar everyone with the same brush. No, 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 I'm not. It's but with Killzone, and and I guess it's my last sort of bugbear with this game, and this carries from Bad Company too. Who the fuck thinks four man squads <laughs> are a good idea? Um, it it baffles me that they make these big multiplayer games where they talk about you playing as like with your friends and them online clans support all that stuff and then they stick you in a little tiny four-man squad and that's that's what the created squad rush for 
was for no, the, but, the well, Yeah, well. but make it for, for squad rush only. But for the bigger games, allow bigger teams. Because I want we wanted, as we did with Killzone, where we would have, what, 12 players on one side? And we would fill that side and we would have the entire side all communicating without any problem. I understand the spawning in could be an issue. If you get one person spawning and 11 people spawning on top of him, it could make games like Rush and, and Conquest problematic. Mm. But there'd be ways around that. But it's, you know, it, it, it bugged me when I found out that it was still in three. I'm um, perhaps a little more forgiving than you are on that. Um, yeah. Especially on console, I think four-player squads is criminal on the PC version where you're allowed up to 64 players, and I know there are yeah. a lot of complaints there. I think that is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. in terms, if you're trying to focus battle on multiple areas of the map, I know, for example, we'll use Wake Island, one of the DLC maps. Mm-hmm. They promised that there was originally going to be five capture points in Conquest, and when they released it, they later said that there was three because when mm-hmm. there was five, it ended up one-on-one per base. Now, if you're mm-hmm. doing higher amount of squads, you are going to take focus off less areas of the map because squads ultimately stick together. If you want people to explore the maps, you need to you need to find sort of fair ground between squads themselves, but having enough of them to explore the map and mm-hmm. make make it action. Otherwise, you just you might as well be playing smaller maps. <laughs> that is why they're doing four man squads, and I personally don't have that much of a problem with it. It's I've never had that problem getting. I mean, I played sixty six hours with the same friend. Mm. They made a concession. We've never on had a problem one. getting on the same side. I guess. I guess the concession for it, certainly on the PlayStation version, is is as opposed, and obviously because the Xbox has team uh, party chat. Uh, with the Xbox, you have squad chat and team chat now. So if you have more people on your side, you can just switch to team chat. But obviously, you still got to mute the Muppets, you know. And it's mm-hmm. um, it, it just I don't know. I guess because we came off a of Killzone three at the at the start of the year, and Having you know, had a bunch of problems itself, we should say. You know, yeah, but it, yeah exactly. <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but the, it was the squad mechanic in that where we had like 12 mm. of us all on one side and we didn't have any issues of, of you know, like people. There were no, none of the problems, and I think they need to have a little bit more faith in opening up these teams. But, you know, mm. that, that's more my own personal take on that. I did play a, a, a map earlier on uh, Conquest on PS3, which did have five. Um, points uh, mm. tactical areas um and yeah we're on the on the console because you are i think it was i think we were like 10 versus 12 at the time it, like it must have been assault conquest perhaps yeah so i think conquest that, assault, that would have been right, yeah. i think that would have been four points i think the only five point map is actually carcand i definitely played one with five mm. points that would today. have been carcand right um and uh, yeah, and obviously the pr- the problem being that when there's only twenty two people, that doesn't divide up very well. Yeah, uh, with those points, but it becomes, but it's it it's it's okay because it becomes tactical and strategic because you can make you can make a unilateral decision to decide to go and take one back that you think's been abandoned. You know, you can mm. scout the area, so it kind of works. I, I mean, so we actually bring this back actually. You know, the last probably the twenty minutes of, of talking a bit more in the advanced area of some of the maps and how we think they they pan out. <laughs> My my experience has been an odd one, and I, and I actually put this down to my own uh, problems rather than Battlefield Three problems. Um, you know, I, when I I've been playing multiplayer gaming for a, a very long time, and I've been trying to work out you know why I have some of the issues I do with Battlefield Three. 
And I, I think when you look at all the, the multiplayer shooters out there, you've got stuff like Call of Duty that is, you know, very phonetic run and gun, like, you know, life quickly over. You can play team if you want to, but more than likely it's just all very solo. Um, and I'm not a fan of that. I find it, you know, quite boring. And I, and I don't like dying that many times just to get, you know, a one-to-one death, uh, kill death ratio. And, you know, but there is people that stream you good at it, but not me. Mm. Um, if you look at Battlefield, it goes in its own category. I think the, the games I'm starting to um, enjoy more from a multiplayer point of view is there's stuff like, yeah, earlier in this year, Crisis 2. Um, Gears of War to a degree, although the earlier ones not, you know, necessarily bedded so well, the later ones. Where... There's a slightly you know, more team play going on, but there isn't the scope. There isn't this huge amount of area for you just to be set free. It's almost like a Skyrim moment. It's like, go on, off you go, and then go and, go and fight the war over there somewhere. Off you go. Or I, I kind of like the... Um, um, I found Battlefield Bad Company 2 a lot more enjoyable because I think that you know, the maps suited the console players a little bit more. They just they focused areas. It seemed to be a bit more streamlined. Um, so I think my, my bigger problem comes from I'm not necessarily that great into these you know big arenas. Um, so my experience with Battlefield 3 is I've, I feel like I just get dumped out into the map. And you, you've got Carl and you've got our friend Paul Widget um, that go off and, you know, yeah, getting 20 or 30 kills. And I'm trying to work out, you know, how to get the one kill with the weapon I've decided. And I, I just haven't found that class that suits me. Um, you know, I keep is trying. It, every- is it that you haven't found the class or you don't know the maps? I think a lot of that comes down to maps because obviously you know, I haven't put 70 hours into it. So, you know, my dozen hours, you know, I'm starting to slowly learn the maps and the spawn mm. points and where to push forward. But I remember in Battlefield Bad Company 2, you know, the maps are a lot easier to learn because they were that much more condensed um, down versions of what Battlefield 3 are. But I just, I, I'm one of those players where I just want to find a weapon. Like once I, found, I find a, a weapon with a scope that I like, and it does damage, then I'm going to be set. Um, I hear Carl and everyone else, they're going off going, oh, I've maxed that weapon out, I'm on to the next one. I've maxed that one out, I'm on to the next one. I'm like, I can't even find one that I want to use. But the breakthrough that I have finally got um, is I've started playing around a lot more the support classes. So knowing that I'm not going to be at the top end of the leaderboard killing people, I've started becoming the engineer a lot more and mm-hmm. like you know healing tanks as you know other people are driving them. And that's a hell of a lot of fun. I absolutely adore the the assault you've, cars, not for the gun, just for throwing medic. No, but, exactly, but I think you've hit upon where another thing that I think is a major bonus for a battlefield game is it's not about your kill to death ratio. It's not about getting the best players aren't the ones necessarily getting the yep, most kills. That's true. And that's what I love about it. It just doesn't penalise players if they're a shit shot. I mean, for example, I, I played a game this morning I was first on the leaderboard. I had three kills to five deaths. The guy below me had 11 kills. But because I was taking flags and doing other stuff like dropping ammo boxes, you know, for people getting ammo points, getting suppression assists and all the rest of it, I came out on top. And I I like the fact that it doesn't penalize, you know, how you want to play this. If you're a cautious player or you don't know the maps, you, you, you do the support roles, you can come out you know, above those who are just after kills. It's right. I mean, to play Battlefield, you don't have to be good to be good. No, but it, you just but have to be takes, willing. It takes mm-hmm. a while to retrain your mindset away from, look, I got a gun, I need to shoot someone in the face. Uh, and it takes a, you know, I remember Leon talking about this a long time ago and, in, in, you know, early in the Game of Dog days where he's like, you know, I'm just, I'm a bit worried whether I'm going to perform very well. 
so it's surprising to see myself at the, the lower end of the leaderboards when I was just purely going for kills. And a lot of that has to do with not learning the maps because I haven't put the time into it. But I've had a hell of a lot of a fun blast of a time just dropping down Mekit. I love defibrillating people and bringing them back to life. And you know, and that's great in, in Carl's point of view because I just spawn as a team onto yeah. them and just stand there. And every time they get shot, I go, yep, there we go, buds. Off we go. And, you and know, it's and brilliant that's because it gives you as many points as a kill. It so, does. It's hilarious. In fact. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if on the the in-match leaderboard and the post-match leaderboard to re- really reflect that? Although mm-hmm. it does, it does stack by points overall. Imagine if they actually masked the kills and deaths to take that stigma away. So it was purely mm. about how many points you got. Yeah. It was. So if somebody had you know revived a hundred people throughout the match, you know they they would they would they would they would have ten thousand points or whatever huh. that you know and and that would be you know that's being a good soldier. It's like being a water carrier. You know people talk talk in football about players who you know uh, aren't flare merchants. They're not spectacular. They might not score the goal or make the last ditch tackle, but they mm. they run their asses off for ninety minutes up and down the middle of the pitch, just making simple passes. Yeah, you, you know, could be the Macaulay of the battlefield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah, it's strange that my biggest issues when I'm playing this game never come from the game itself. They come from the other players, and it's when you get players who are more interested in kills, who are leaving, yeah. you know, who, medics that run past you without reviving you, yeah. don't even drop ammo boxes when you're shouting for ammo off them and stuff yeah, like that. Vehicle hogs, obviously, who run off at the start of the game. Exactly. Oh, that's when I get the most frustrated with the game. Is is well with the people playing it more than anything else because they're not playing they're not playing it as battlefield and and that's again that's the humanity that's the problem of playing with other human beings online rather yeah. than the game itself so so not much you can do about it carl and and um jay what's the trick i mean what what is the the getting the 20 30 kills in a match trick going on because i i just can't find it like that's my knowledge people, i think well, that comes down to where you know you, you've got to know the maps to to get the kills, you need to know where to shoot from, what yeah. corners are best to take. It's the same with every FPS, isn't it? I mean, you know, There's three that's things, my really, on. isn't it? I would yeah. say you've got your map knowledge, you've got a weapon that you're comfortable with, with mm-hmm. its kit, and probably most of all, just technique. Yeah. Getting used to not holding the trigger, getting used to how many bullets to fire in your bursts. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you put all three together and suddenly you'll, you end, you end up turning right around and. Yeah. And well. a cool head. A cool head is yeah, good. Yeah, of course, yeah. Not just spinning round spraying bullets, which is the mistake that I sometimes make. Well, yeah. No, but that's exactly how I play it. I mean, that's how I... <laughs> no, but I'm always... Well, the thing is, I, I always go... LMG man, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm always going... I always go support class. Um, and so I've always got the LMG. And because I don't... I hate running out of ammunition. So yeah. I always wanted to be the... Whoever... <laughs> whatever class is the ammo carrier. So I, I played a lot of Assault in, in Bad Company too because that was the one that would drop the ammo. So... It was. I, I I have a lousy accuracy rating because I do spray all over the place. But, but that I get helps points. in this game of cards. Exactly. Suppression, that suppression yeah. suppression assist stuff is fantastic because mm. it's not. You don't even have to be accurate to gain points. You only have to be shooting in the general direction. <laughs> I mean, nay, I say even revolutionary in an online shooter. It, yeah. it, it it's yeah. incredible. I mean, the the suppression effect as well is fantastic when you when you get a bullet was like literally just clean past your head and your vision blurs and the audio has that effect and it's just like whoa <laughs> you know and it's you know and now i've even got the anti-suppression 
perks on because I don't like getting caught out by it, but I'll mm. deliver it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there's a lot to love. Certainly the 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 moment to moment experience. Again, say that mm. um, one issue I have, and you know, this is not because I'm some kind of sick, twisted fucker. Is that deaths could be a bit more spectacular? Um, it seems rather insane that you can blow entire chunks out of walls and buildings, but yet people tend to die by simply falling in a heap with no visible signs of wounding. Um, I think this game, you know, uh, war is brutal. And if you're going to attempt to simulate it in inverted commas, the fact that nobody ever loses an arm or a leg, like I don't want this to be, you know, jibbing like Quake or something like that. But I think for certain situations, if somebody steps on a mine or something, I think they should lose legs and go spinning in the air rather than just fall over. I think it would add a lot. I genuinely think it would add a lot to the experience. It'd be hugely satisfying, for instance, to, you know, somebody who's been your your nemesis, your your key foe or whatever, to end their killing streak by actually, you know, blowing their limbs off. Things like that. There is that blood be, in it. There's, a, there's a, a certain amount of blood, but it's quite... It's quite sanitized, I would suggest, yeah. compared to a real war. Scenario. Other than the blood splat on the wall, you don't really see anything, I don't think. Yeah, and you know, I know that sometimes you know you've seen relatively um, sort of realistic depictions of bullet entry and exit in in modern war films, and and not always is it that spectacular when somebody mm. takes a bullet, but other times it definitely is, depending on what weapon yeah. you're using and where it hits them. And yeah, I mean, you know, we don't want to get in. I, I don't want it to be soldier of fortune. Yeah, exactly. I was about to mention that. I don't want it to be purely gratuitous and, wow, look what we can do. But it does actually sit at odds with some of the, you know, you've got all this fantastic lens flare and you've got this sort of grit on your um, visor and and all all this great stuff, all these amazing smoke and particle effects, and yet people just fall over and But it's neither here nor there when it comes to actual gameplay, though, is it really? Um, I think well, that's... I'm talking about the whole experience. Right, I'm, okay. I'm saying that it diminishes the experience for me and it, it, I find it and counter immersive yeah exactly it can pull you completely out i mean everything it does the suppression and all that to suddenly see your body just collapse i can totally understand where you're coming from i agree and again i'm not being bloodthirsty Mm. i suppose i am but (laughs) not for the sake of it for the sake of the experience as a whole um i just know what a what a thrill it can be in something like gears of war obviously it's Mm. sci-fi and it's deliberately very gory but to actually you know take apart somebody with a with a meaty grenade is hugely hugely satisfying (laughs) (laughs) you know you know i'm right (laughs) i'm just Um, like i'm not being bloodthirsty but take someone part of a meaty grenade well i sort of am but also i don't i i don't sort of i don't really like like i've got a bit of a problem with war porn in these games but if they're gonna do it i think they should do it properly or not at all i don't like this yeah Guns are really cool, and being in a battlefield, yeah, it's really traumatic, but hey, it's also kind of cool. But nobody ever really dies in a messy way. Yes, they fucking do, all the time. (laughs) Going back, sorry, to... um, It it delves into the question of uh, when, how long are we willing to wait with with the games? Mm. I kind of think they've released this at such a, a good time because there's little to nothing in terms of the FPS game genre. That seems to be coming on the horizon anytime soon. Um, that could even possibly sort of stand in its way at the moment between the two contenders that are currently sort of hogging the do- or dominating the charts, if you will, in terms of online play, which mm. will be this and COD. I mean, that's a whole 
conversation unto yeah. itself. Yeah. Like we've ended up in that situation with a lot of genres of game these days. You know, there are there are basically two football games, two first person mm-hmm. military shooters. What, well, what bothers me the most about it is just how long is this actually going to last? Because I've got a feeling that some point over twenty twelve, we'll see a Bad Company three trailer. Well, we've already seen um, from like Easter eggs and stuff. They're already yeah. hinting that the next game they're making is twenty one forty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like other games haven't hit the marketplace that are do you know shooting. Like, as I said before, I think you know there there's games that are a different kind of shooting game other than Battlefield and Modern Warfare. Um, and I think they, that's Crisis, that's Gears of War. Um, earlier in the year, uh, you say what you want about the single player of Homefront, but the multiplayer was actually a really decent multiplayer and some really neat and was interesting it? ideas on there. Yeah, just yeah. that broken service. It just yeah, and that suffered from a horrendous launch. But there was a, a decent multiplayer game in there, but it didn't have the name. It was a new IP, but just got buried yeah. because you know. Too- well, I'd say given the choice, I would rather play Battlefield single player than Homefronts any any well, day. Yeah, without doubt. But you know, was, the multiplayer was actually a yeah. decent. We we played that for a fairly a good few weeks, didn't we, Carl? Yeah, there's, it was there's really a good quite few of us as well. There's a lot yeah. of very good, more than functional first-person multiplayers which come and go. Very quickly, you know, we we saw yeah, Bioshock, Crisis, and various others. Um, they're not bad games at all, um, from what I understand. First, you know, I don't tend to to delve into them just simply out of too many options and not enough time. But um, when it comes down to you know actual genuine competitors for people's time and money, we are down to two, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that's a healthy situation. I don't think that's um, a bad thing. I, I think, I think yeah, it's good because you can jump into this game at any point in the near future, and you know that it's going to be populated. That's good. It's good. That's true. It's good in that way. Yeah. But I, I think you're also uh, forgetting Halo exists, and uh, you know Gears of War to a proportion also takes yeah, a huge, huge share of the market. I mean, Halo is still person. Big. I'm talking uh, first person. Uh, no. Halo. Gears, Gears Halo is third person. No, oh, Gears is there. Yeah. No, you're right about Halo. But um, but I'm um, um, when Battlefield or EA were obviously beating their chest, saying you know this was going to be you know the number one game. I, I don't think they ever believed they were going to unseat Modern Warfare, but I, I do think they have been a fairly disruptive force within it. Um, I know of a couple of people that have actually now quit long-term Modern Warfare players that have actually quit yeah. to play Battlefield. They've had yeah. enough, haven't they? Yeah. Well, so, I, think, I think they've got the balance, the actual balance within the actual gameplay. I'm not talking about the team side of it as such, but when you just if you just go into a game and you play it, I think that, that there's the, the balance of... of the mixture of the different classes, the weapons, everything works together. And I don't feel that that's always the, that's, that was the reason I stopped playing the, the COD games is because that side of it was non-existent. Um, but I feel that the Battlefield games have, have got a far greater sense of, of how far to take stuff. There is a slight issue at the moment, and it, it's only recently come into it, with the, the flaming USAF shotgun with the frag ammo is becoming a bit of a spam weapon. I've noticed it t- more yeah. and more over the last oh, couple of weeks. It has been I didn't understand fucking what was horrendous. Happening it, yeah, 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 people are using really... two weapons. They're using that and the FAMAS, and both are very powered. I mean, I think they yeah. turn, mm. turn the F2000 down, and I think they're definitely going to have to do it with the two others. But uh, then yeah. again, in Bad Company 2, you had the Neostat shotgun with the ridiculous mm-hmm. accuracy that you could put in and headshot across the map. There'll so. always be balancing issues. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. part of the, as long as they keep on top of it. Yeah. But uh, going back to your point, Leon, I, I think you are correct in there is an, a finite number of shooters which you know need to come out at this point. 
But I, I think each one of those, if you look at Modern Warfare, has clearly you know sewn up its little corner of how it does things, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it. It seems like there's no point anyone trying to attempt that because it does it so well. I think Battlefield Three is just about the right amount of everything to start summing, you know, to sum up that market of what it does. You know, the big open type warfare, um, uh, the bigger maps. I, I, I think it does that really well. Um, and I think Halo's kind of got its sci-fi fantasy setting, and and it's kind yeah, of got that section apart, cornered. Yeah. But I, I don't know what other shooter comes in and, and breaks that mm. mold. It's, I think, you know, it's fine. It's like, you know, Modern Warfare and uh, Battlefield have a similar relationship to Pez and FIFA. It's like one of them mm. is, you know, feels very different, a very different experience, but they do learn off each other. You know, they take features, they mm-hmm. they take nods from, from one another, but they feel like their own experiences, and that's fine. I mean, it's, it's hard to battle Call of Duty anyway. I mean, I remember reading a figure that Battlefield 3 was by far the biggest Battlefield launch of all time, but if you counted up the launch title sold of every Battlefield game ever made, it still didn't come as high as Modern Warfare 2. And Modern yeah. Warfare 3 blew that away. Yeah. But it, um, I, I found certainly over the years it's pointless criticising something about like Modern Warfare because I don't play it. I, I know enough exactly. people that have, have spent pretty much two years playing that game non-stop. So like I think once you get the magic... You, that's the magic, and you know, for us saying, well, you go and play Battlefield Free. I think mm-hmm. there there could be something for for you there if you've enjoyed Modern Warfare. It's a very different style of game, um, and I know as many people that have you know, moved away from Modern Warfare and played this that have tried um, Battlefield Free and said it's rubbish. I hate it. I'm moving no back to Modern Warfare. So it, you know, I I think they probably share players between the base, but once you find that style, then you pretty much stick within it. Which is unfortunate because I, I think I prefer this style more than anything. Well, I, I prefer the Crisis Stroke, uh, Gears of War, and, and the other styles. So that's maybe why I'm coming a little bit lukewarm on something like this. I mean, I think it's great that there's obviously a game for everyone, and Call of Duty is very popular in that regard. Mm-hmm. But there's also obviously an on-running joke in the Battlefield community that Call of Duty is actually the best filter for Battlefield there is, and that a lot of Battlefield owners are glad that there is a Call of Duty there because it. Yeah, keeps them yes. keeps them over I, there. I offended somebody with a. Um, I made that joke on Twitter a couple of years ago and and offended somebody. Um, but it, I was you know I was being I was being tongue in cheek really. But uh, I was I was comparing it to the yeah the the rough pub. You know, yeah. it's good it's good that there are rough pubs because those people have somewhere to go drinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So then, uh, we're going to take a week off, gentlemen. The whole team. Uh, Kane and Rince listeners, we'll be back in the new year now. In the meantime, of course, you can check out our blog at kaneandrince.com. And we are part of the Character Select Network. You can join in the discussion about video gaming in general and our podcast at characterselect.net forum. Tony? Um, obviously, you can follow us on Twitter, and that's at Kane and Rince. Uh, email us. We're going to do some things with the email in the future, but we'll yes. save that for next year. So, But you can email us at Rince at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, that's at facebook.com forward slash Uh As ever, this being a podcast and all, your iTunes subscriptions, reviews, and ratings are all very welcome. Um, until issue number 14, which will be with you in a fortnight or so. Uh, we'd like to thank you all for your support so far um, with this new venture of ours. We're now, what, two or three months in? We probably came out about the same time Battlefield did, didn't we? Um, and uh, we've got you know loads of plans for the year ahead, 
think it's fair to say we're, we're not planning on changing things too much. We're, you know, we'll tweak things. But mm-hmm. uh, Kane and Rince is here to stay. The format here to stay with a few tweaks and things. Um, thanks for, to everyone who's... yeah, Much like, much like Battlefield 3. <laughs> much like Battlefield 3. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks to everyone who's been listening so far. If you enjoy what we do, tell your friends. Get them to download us as well. Uh, you can hear me on the Joypod end of year festive special, which is an epic four and a half hour marathon of a podcast along with the, the Joypod team and Uzi, formerly of Gamer Dork. Um, we had a great time making that one and we go through pretty much every significant game bar one or two that were re- released throughout 2011. Did anyone we... get drunk? No. Huh. no. No, no. I mean, that, that some people have expressed disappointment <laughs> because there was, there was no alcoholic meltdown, but... Uh, mm. Uh, we've we've had good feedback for the show. Well, I've got some feedback. So Use chapters, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking four and a half hours. Yeah, so Merry Christmas. Happy non-denominational holidays if you're not a Christmaser. Uh, and a peaceful new year. Anyone else got anything to say to the, the listeners? Yeah, buy Battlefield 3 for multiplayer. It's awesome. Yeah, on the PS3. Xbox. <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> on the PC. It, just buy the best one. Yeah, just buy it on the yeah. PC. You won't offend anyone. Yeah. So. But yeah, um, Happy New Year, I think, from everyone, from us and the team. Um, we will see you next year. We've got a couple of interesting Game of the Year shows coming up. Um, They're not, not Game of the not, Year okay. shows. I'm gonna, Start again. Yeah. Say that again. Edit that out. <laughs> we have a couple of interesting, just, what are they, reviews? Reviews of Reviews of some of the, the highlights back. that we've enjoyed. Reflection. Yeah. Reflection. Upon. Um, there so will got be no game up. of the year. Um, yeah, so some really good stuff coming in in the future. So uh, yeah, happy Christmas from me. And you know what? Just enjoy it, people. I know it's a depressing time of year for some, and like the world seems to be falling apart around us. But just enjoy it. Come on, smile just in kill, your face for one kill day. Some, kill some men on the virtual battlefield. You'd feel much better. Yeah, you'd feel even better if they turned into little meaty chunks of humanity. But there you go. <laughs> that doesn't turn you on, though. <laughs> No, it's not sexy. Uh, all right then. So yes, we'll see you in a couple of weeks in the new year with uh, Jay, Tony, and I having a look back at 2011. See you then. Goodbye.
motherfucker!